A boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Ah! Rocky! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, they're mine, give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming! They're coming! Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Martin Fennerty. I'm Jonathan Butler. And I'm Stephen Moore. How are we tonight, boys? Okay, good. Tired, but good. Why are you tired? I'm overworked, overstressed. You know. He's overworked and underpaid. Yeah. And underdressed. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you could have wore jeans. <laughs> and underwear. Just like to be free. <laughs> I, but so today I just put up the podcast for. I published the. Rope podcast today because as you probably know by now we publish like two weeks in advance if we can and we've had like really good responses to it already so I'd like to like say thank you to James Sutton for sharing it for us and um, for your um, kind words so yeah really happy with that we're really really happy with the response to our Silence of the Lambs episode as well I think that's gone down quite well so thank you for listening to that with an open heart and open ears and open legs. Tonight, the episode. Uh, the, so tonight's episode, we are talking about a film that um, Stephen chose tonight because we haven't done this for a while, have we? It's normally like me kind of dictating what we're going to do. So yeah. I thought I'd better give them, you know, a bit of a some control. A, some right. con- well, the, the illusion of control. <laughs> Enough rope to hang ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just going to sit back and watch you fail. <laughs> Um, so Stephen, what was your choice for the film tonight? So we're going for the 2010 Hong Kong slasher Dream Home. It's kind of a social commentary mixed with a straight up horrible slasher. So it's about the housing inflation in Hong Kong and how much the prices of property has gone up. And basically it's some people turn to murderous views to get it back down. What made you choose it? You know what, I saw it a while ago, it was recommended to me on a I think it was another podcast that I'd listened to. Okay. So I hunted it down to have a little look because I was quite intrigued. I like anything social commentary. Mm. Anyway, so I was instantly up for that. And then after seeing the kills and everything, I thought it'd be something that you used to probably enjoy as well. <laughs> you thought it'd be sick enough for us to get on Yeah, just with. about sick enough. And I think it's quite interesting. It comes in an interesting period in China. It was just after, just before the Olympics, they banned all of the supernatural horror in China around 2008 and said that you can't make it anymore you can't do it anymore and then two years later this comes out with other films again as they start to relax on the laws and I just like the idea of they tried to censor everything and then they came back and made something worse right yeah and not and not supernatural no do you have have weird laws you can't have anything with time travel in China what is that and then like Back to the Future all that's um yeah. Band. It's something to do with um, anything that brings the, the and in the, the dynasty and and it could bring Chinese history into disrepute. You know, really? it could have someone going back in time and changing history. That's fascinating because yeah. the the um, the structure of this film jumps all over the place time wise as well, yeah. doesn't it? And there's some like real footage used mixed in with 
like actual riots and stuff that he makes in with the it was an interesting film to watch yeah yeah i didn't know what to expect i knew nothing about this film other than the brief conversation we'd had so yeah when we decided to to watch it and it was um i was thinking last night it's nice to go into a film blind Mm -hmm. because you don't often do that especially now with the age of the internet you get to know so much about films and the storylines so it was it was it was a great experience from that point of view because it really held my attention mm. and even though I was a little bit confused by some of it mm. I didn't remain confused it held my attention but it required it requires your attention yeah, yeah. you can't um, you need to yeah you need to give it your full attention but that's not a hard that's not a hard uh, undertaking at all it's definitely it's entertaining and thought-provoking and some of the cinematography is just incredible. Mm. I love the opening shot with all the up with the high-rises, yeah. with the, the all the blocks of flats. I thought that was really amazing to look at, actually. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's not the opening shot, because the, the first shot is the ma- the first murder, isn't it? Yeah. Of which there are many. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the keep the keep counts of the kills. Well, they say 11 at the end. It's, ten, it's 10 kills, but 11 deaths, isn't it? I I thought I counted eleven and then and then the, the extra one on top of that as well. Yeah. Well, well I'm sure we'll we'll go we'll to it. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. I was just I was thinking, how's that possible? Then <laughs> so should we jump into the plot then? Yeah. So she, it's about so the main characters called Cheng. so Cheng Lai Shung. They call it Shung, isn't it? That's, that's the other way around mm. in China. You say the, the last name first. So Shung played by Josie Ho, and she is a um, she works in telesales or she works for a bank. She works yeah, all like kinds of places. She's, she's in call center hell. Yeah, essentially. And she works yeah. in a bag shop as well, doesn't she? Yeah, mm. that's right. At night. Yeah, and she so she grew up in a very 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 poor working class area of of. A Hong Kong suburb, didn't she? Yeah, and she's like crammed into a little flat with all of her family, and she's got like the little mate who lives across the road mm. as well. Asshole, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> we'll explain that. Um, and they basically is it a case of that they live in these sort of high rise, slummy type apartments, and across the way they can always see that these big fancy apartments being built by richer people for richer people. And I think they just yeah. try to cram so much property. Yeah. Onto the tiny island of Hong Kong that yeah. it's only really possible to have very small residents, even if you're actually quite rich. They're quite small, but more so if you're poor. Yeah. It's what they're trying to turn Liverpool into well, with all the student accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, yeah, yeah. It's very relevant, isn't yeah. it? Liverpool thing. It was the dock front is where all the workers used to live. Yeah. Typical of yeah. And the government joined forces with the Tryouts to literally kick people out of their right, homes yeah. so, so that they could the mouth, yeah. knock down them and build expensive well, the, flats. The price of land went through the roof, yeah. so they were trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So because the government wanted the land to build more expensive. Yeah. We do dirty tactics like throwing snakes. Yeah. Snakes was, was low. Brilliant. That was quite low. Yeah. And yeah. interestingly, it starts in 1997, so it's the last year of British rule. Mm. So the government is our government mm. and then the government after that is China. the China Chinese government or the Hong Kong Chinese government yeah so it it's it's an interesting commentary to basically say that things haven't got any things are no better yeah but actually yeah. they're probably no worse yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's true so Josie so Josie Ho plays Shung and so Shung watches as all this happens around doesn't she and and her family's her family starts to crumble around and her mum mm. dies, her dad's sick. 
they can't afford the insurance on a dad they can't afford to pay for his operation mm-hmm. is that right yeah. um, there's all kinds of stuff and in the middle of it all she's sort of watching as these high rises get built with a view of Victoria Harbour and she wants to live there and uh, what I found to go to go with all of the gruesome high octane gore there is a lot of pathos in the film there's a yeah. lot of feeling in there mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is always successful but it's there, and some of the scenes really move. And like she, she tells, she tells a brother, a mother, and a father. So she separately, we're gonna live over there, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna get that place for you. And I, I think anyone can re- sort of relate to that, to, mm-hmm. to wanting better for their for their yeah. family, and constantly just being stomped on by richer, more powerful people. The pathos that works best isn't actually part of the narrative. There's long, lingering shots of grim impossibly tall skyscrapers not glamorous yeah. skyscrapers but, mm. but really grim mm. brown concrete buildings that don't even have any ruthless beauty <coughs> yeah, they're yeah. just it's horrible, just horrible yeah. and you know, the, the <coughs> shots up through the streets where they're impossibly narrow and they're just lots and lots and lots and lots of balconies yeah. which are really interesting but just narrow slithers of sky and that yeah. I I always had two experiences with the film, with the narrative and the kills and the thrill of all of that yeah. and the and the, uh, the roller coaster ride of, of that. Punctuated by these times where I just felt it just felt really, really sad. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. shots just filled me with real yeah. sadness and just thought, God, this is just yeah, there isn't a dream. There isn't really a dream home. Well there isn't now. And the irony of it is when you're watching the kills, that's your escape. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like Pan's Labyrinth, where the monsters are the escape from real life. Mm-hmm. So the kills are all like really gory and funny and hideously dark in parts, but nothing's quite as depressing. Yeah. Or, or if like all the other stuff feels heavy, mm-hmm. it's like what you just said about the big tall buildings with the sliver of sky. It all feels like if you lived there and you didn't have the money to get out and you didn't have that dream, you would just be suffocated. Yeah, you would be suffocated, and you'd be you'd be. You'd be like all of Shung's... So Shung's mates who she works with at the call centre, all they do is save their money up and then go and blow it all on a holiday yeah. and then they're right back where they started, where she clings, doesn't she, to this dream that she can... So the, so the apartment is just a symbol, isn't it, mm. of her hopes and dreams. Um, so And the candle, that's when she's a kid, isn't it? Isn't it? So yeah. it's when she's, you, she's sitting on the harbour with her grandfather. Yeah. Because he loves sitting at the walking down to the harbour and mm. sitting there and just watching the watching the the water. Yeah. And how she loses her friend to, and um, because his family get harassed out of the out of their apartments so and they yeah. can demolish the building and yeah. and develop the land, but they communicate through cups attached by strings of cup yeah. telephones don't they it's so, it's so sweet and when, so, when, yeah. when they're talking is it, it's the little boy isn't it who, yeah. who develops the um, the game that um, he, he says uh, let's say our soul to end every sentence because it started off every sentence it was over, over. like they were yeah. in like a using yeah. a walkie talkie yeah um, so yeah that's really cute and he's so he's Jimmy the little boy isn't he mm. and then so then um, and then the plot sort of it's it's all kind of interweaved and nothing is told in like a linear fashion so it sort of jumps backwards and forwards but basically the story is that she finally gets the chance to get this dream home at the cost of she's lost her family she's only got just her and her brother she finally gets the chance to move into this apartment with her little brother who's the only one left 
and then the people who who, who own it, um, who were selling it, basically just say, "Oh no, we're putting it up by another million. Because he's late for the week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a shitty move, that there. I was fuming yeah. for it. Yeah, it's awful. It's really and awful. I, when she's chasing after them and she's desperate, I felt really sorry for her. Like she was like desperate, even though she was being too much. Yeah, you could see that. She just really wanted it, and it was just slipping out of her fingers yeah. again. After all, she'd gone through at that point already. Yeah, yeah. And it was. It's just sad. So Shung's does the only logical thing possible, <laughs> and she decides to break into the apartment block at night, murder the security guard, and then murder a lot of the neighbors in the surrounding <laughs> flats. <laughs> And you kind of you kind of know what she's doing, but it still doesn't make it any less fun at the very end of yeah. the film. Where spoiler, where she gets a call from the estate agent saying, "Oh, they've decided they're going to drop the price." Because <laughs> eleven people just been murdered. Eleven people have just been murdered in that block of flats. So she kind of gets what she wants. And she gets hundred nineteen thousand pound knocked off. That is quite a lot. Uh, she, Good way. Drives it drives the price down even further than they yeah want. Yeah. But she, what I found quite funny about it as well is after all the murders, she's, it, it gives her the confidence as well. So when she's on the phone to them, she sort of knows she's in control. So yeah. she just starts to barter with them even more and mm-hmm. knock the price down. Because yeah, don't they want, oh, we'll, we'll reduce it to five million Chinese dollars. And yeah. then she says, oh, well, I think I don't, I don't want to pay more than like 3.9. Yeah. Yeah. And there you have it. So she goes and kills loads of people just sort of to bring the price of the flat down that she wants to buy so finally she can get her dream home i think it is interesting though the way the film is structured it's it's played like really it's totally out of sync isn't it chronologically so i think about halfway through the film you get to what is like the start of the killings but the killings have started at the start of the film so it's shown you're all scenes out of order yeah it is sort of chopped up to bits isn't it much like a lot of the people (laughs) In the film, um, it really works. Do you think it works? I wasn't I sure. Think, I think it does for the most part because once you realise the, once you realise the the killings have started like halfway through the film, and so you're what you're seeing is like this is the past. Yeah. Because you see, as you see, her family or the members of her family die, and you're realising that it's jumping, it's jumping through time. It's not. Yeah. It's not linear. Yeah. yeah. I think it works because I think if you sort through it out and put it into chronological order. It would have been like a really dry film at the beginning. It was kind of sad, and that, and then it would have just the intense bit would have just been too much and kind of slapped on <laughs> at the end. And yeah. it would have felt like two different films. Whereas I think it, it kind of took it in and out. Yeah, it without get, getting too horrible or too sad. It yeah. manages the tone better the way it yeah. works. Yeah, it keeps you on the back foot. So though you have an inkling of why things are happen happening, you. Well, I didn't, I didn't quite grasp what was inspiring it to yeah. kill all these people, and what the connection was. But I wanted to. I was a bit confused by it. But wanted to. But know. wanted to know. Stick with it. Yeah, I was. I wanted to stick with it because yeah. I knew. I, I knew I'd understand at some point. Yeah. But I needed to stick with it. I think yeah. there's something really cool about the fact that she's your typical slasher, but she's a woman for one. You don't get many women's lashes, and the fact that there was no mask or anything yeah. like it's just literally a woman going in and killing people, and it's just hair exposed the entire time. You don't really get that. It added a bit more of it. You get that in you get that in one other film, which it reminded me of, which is my choice, my next choice when I get to choose um, a film. 
a French film called Inside. I would like you the DVD, but you haven't watched it yet. No, no, I think I've still got a pretty cool. much um, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of that in a big way, especially one of the killings. Yeah. It reminds me of that film okay. in, a, in a massive way. Uh, and I think it does it does completely change the tone when it's a woman. Yeah. It really does. Because you do sort of empathise a little bit more. Mm. Like, even mm. in Inside, once you realise why she's doing what she's doing, you really empathise with her, despite the horrendous things that she's doing. I think this one lays on the schmaltz a bit more, though, than Inside. I think this one does pile on the backstory more and more, so you do empathise with, with Shung. And I like a horror film that does that. I like a horror film that, that doesn't... That way you don't really know how, how you should feel. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's like the... Um, it's like the, the thread of her and her married lover... And at the beginning, I found myself thinking, is she a, is she, prostitute? Is she a prostitute? Yeah. Is that how she's? Is that also how she's raising money, um, to save for the flat? But actually, yeah. it's just draining her of life and money because mm-hmm. he's a, yeah, he's a horrible yeah. cunt, yeah. just awful. Yeah. Um, and there's that. Is it quite early on the scene where but, she he agrees? They arrange to meet in a hotel. The hourly Is it hourly or overnight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And there's porn on the there's porn on the telly, so you immediately think, well, she must be she must be she must be a hooker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not. It's a the love hotel. It's a, it's a love hotel. It's her and it's her lover. Yeah. Um, but she accidentally falls asleep. Yeah. And he doesn't pay the bill. Yeah. She's left. He oh, leaves yeah, early yeah. in the middle of the night. Doesn't even leave in the morning. Leaves yeah. in the middle of the night. Doesn't wake her up, and just <laughs> abandons her and doesn't pay. And she's fleeced for more money. She should have set an alarm. I'm just saying. It was an amateur mistake. You're going to pay by the hour. <laughs> well, she's so tired. Yeah. She's so worn out from all of her jobs and her constant dreaming and never achieving. The poor thing. <laughs> I almost thought that was a killing that sh- should have happened. That yeah. didn't. Because actually, happen. he does. Because he was just he was taking her further away from her dream. Yeah. I More than those neighbours. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just a bit of a fuck you resolve from. It, yeah, it was. And I think that was. And I'm glad she did. But I would have quite liked him to die. So, Jonathan, I saw you pulling a face when I was saying I was empathising with her. It's just, I felt that the, the actual ending of it, I felt really weird because uh, it's probably skipping ahead, but. The film does. Yeah, <laughs> the, the film does. But the only kind of punishment she gets is like from karma. It's like. She buys this house, she finally gets a dream, but then it's like you heard it on the radio today of the subprime yeah. mortgage crisis in America. So so she is getting paid back in a way, but you know what I mean? There's no real yeah. punishment for what she's done. Yeah. But do you need that? Do you need a punishment? I think my favourite bit of it wasn't even the collapse of the market. It was when she's trying to fit in the bed and the bed doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, and she realises yeah. that a dream that she's been after it wasn't kind of... It isn't the perfect image that she thought it was. And I think that was such a little powerful tiny thing to put in there. Yeah, that's what I mean. The punishment comes in other ways. It's not, it's like karma. It's like the bed doesn't fit, so she's wasting the money. Well, the bed will fit, but you can't have a bed and a wardrobe wardrobe at the same time. At the same time. It's one or the other. But all the living spaces are tiny, aren't they? Yeah. When When you're actually in those apartments. Well, the only one there's one that isn't quite so cramped, but they're all they're all filled with mm. stuff, and yeah. they're not even there isn't even necessarily always that much clutter, but they're so 
I don't know, they're just so packed in. Because you've only got, obviously, Hong Kong's a small island, so you've only got too much space, and if all those people want to live there, the only way to go is to, you know, build smaller and Mm, build taller. It's very claustrophobic, isn't it? Yeah. So should we talk about the first murder? Yeah. Yes. So security guard? Yeah. 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 That actually made, like, Ben wince, and he doesn't really wince at stuff, but that was really awful. I I suppose you could argue it wasn't really a murder. Well, she kind of let it. She sort of, yeah. Yeah. She's very fond of cable ties. Yeah. yeah. She they are useful. They are, they are handy. Yeah, no, I was making notes, actually. <laughs> 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 so we start with the security guard, I mean, he's, he's asleep, snoring away. I love this, because it, it reminds me of, um, you know, like the game in, like, fairs, where you'd have to get the little metal hoop. Oh yeah. We see a cable tie come down over his head, don't we? And she's like she's very, very slowly and methodically doing it so it doesn't wake him up and then suddenly it just like wraps around his neck, ties it and he can't get it off and he's like panicking, choking. And she just stands by and watches while he grabs at um Stanley knife and starts hacking at the plastic. But it's hacking at his jugular at the same time, oh. and it looks real, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks really real. The effects in this film are brilliant. It's that um, the way he's gasping there and he's panicking and he's trying to get underneath it from the other side, and then he just like turns the blade around and goes yeah, like to cut it out, and it's like I felt panicky for him because yeah. I'm not, like running out of breath watching it, yeah. and then I'm watching that like slice on it. It was just. It's an intense scene. Yeah. There's another bit of that scene that makes me feel sick, and it's just something really simple. She takes out this lump hammer yeah. from a yeah. from a belt just before he starts to hack at the the thing, yeah. and it just that made me feel sick. So while he's ha- hacking at the cable tie, also in my head is thinking she's got that fucking hammer. That's yeah. gonna just she's just gonna cave his head in. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that she gets it out ready to use and then goes, "Oh, hang on a minute, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just watch. Yeah, I'll just watch while yeah. you panic and suffer." Yeah, it's just awful. And Ben was going the whole time. He needs a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Does she steal the security tapes? Yeah, she like destroys them effort, so she can walk around without a mask. Yeah, and not worry about her. Basically, yeah. And off she goes on her little journey up into the um, tower block. Where so her first victims like are they neighbours or do they live together? It's a maid. The maid. Is it a I'm maid? She's the maid. So but she must live up in the penthouse. She then. talks about the husband having an um, an affair. Right. And yeah. the pregnant wife doesn't know. That's right. Yeah, because they're on the phone, aren't they? Yeah, she's right. like bitching to a mate. Yeah. And they know he doesn't know that she's is golfing trips. Oh, yeah. really golfing trips. She says the only thing he's, he cares about is the 19th hole. <laughs> it's the only hole he knows how to play with. So we're coming on um, something that we think is seemingly disconnected and it's um, two women having a bitch on the phone uh, and there's a pregnant woman who lives in like one of the fancier apartments and we think, obviously, she's heavily pregnant. She can't be a potential victim of um, Shung. But she is. But I didn't, at that point, I didn't quite realise she was living in the same building. I thought she was the wife of the husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to walk through the door, Mm. the same guy that she was having the affair with. But but I think that would have been too clean, wouldn't it? It It would have been too convenient, whereas this was just about her going after random people, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that's the point of it, because if she kills someone she knows or she's connected to, it's like... You know, how many murderers get caught because they kill someone they know? If someone yeah. dies, someone gets murdered, the chances are 
it's someone you know yeah. very close to them yeah. so by killing random people she, she avoids that yeah but the um, in the interview on the Blu-ray they talk about how she showed like they made it so that the people that she kills were kind of deserved it so like you'd have the drugs taking parties and then you have this man who's having an affair mm. and I was like okay get your justification there but that woman's pregnant what the fuck did she <laughs> yeah. do yeah. like yeah. she doesn't deserve it and I just think that throws everything off yeah. but I think they just went for how can we push buttons yeah. and I think it's trying to be as shocking as possible wasn't it I think it succeeds though I think it's probably oh, yeah. one it's of horrible. the worst things I've ever seen on film you really up. need to watch Inside <laughs> <laughs> it's up there I think yeah it's it is really grim grim so the second murder is the maid with the screwdriver through the eye yeah, no, it pops out. The eye pops out, Amazing. which is always good, good high popping of fun. She should have been in 3D, shouldn't it, Martin? It should. <laughs> um, and, and then husband slips on that later. Yeah, she's yeah, <laughs> under his foot. So she kills the maid, and then so then yeah. So the next victim is what we're talking about is a, is a pregnant woman who's like she's clearly like eight or nine months pregnant. She's quite big, and we see her get thrown to the floor. She sort of miscarries and there's like baby juice everywhere all over the floor, it's which horrible. which looks like a jam or something. It's just grim. It's, it's just it's, really it's, fucking grim. It's, too pr- it's grim. It yeah. is, there's no I other word for it. Going with that straight away, where she starts to have to abort, is that's traumatising enough. <laughs> like, that is <laughs> really sick. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then what happens next? Then you're just adding to it. I know. And I, and I think the choices that they made stylistically with these killings, with this one especially, I think they were being really, really clever about wanting to upset the audience because yeah. if it would be in like, if she'd like chopped her head off or smashed her head in or stabbed her in the face or whatever, the gore of that would have took you out of the reality of it. It mm. would have made you go, ugh, and, and focus on the effects. But the fact that she wraps her head in, in plastic and then uses a vacuum pack machine to suck the yeah. air out oh. of it. Just adds that realism to it, doesn't yeah. it? I think. The, yeah, sorry. sorry, I think that there's also with the pregnant woman. You realise just how well you do with the security guard, but again, it's un, it's like confirmed with the pregnant woman. She's not just killing in a practical way to get her dream home. Yeah. And create this terrible atmosphere that drives down property prices. <laughs> she's loving these kills. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. She. Uh, she's taking absolute pleasure in them. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't, there's no, um, she's not horrified by them in any way. Yeah. She's twisted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think um, QVC are going to be putting this bit into the advert anytime soon, though, for these vacuum packs. Vacuum packs, no, <laughs> definitely yeah. not. But it did yeah. make me think, I need one of them. Because <laughs> the maid's using it when it's the first time she's made it, mm, she's yeah. using it to, like, pack yeah. clothes. I always find it interesting as well when when there's a, when the, you get films with female baddies, a lot of things that directors do is um, women use household yeah, utensils to kill each other. So this with the vacuum pack inside, the stuff in that kitchen utensils mainly. And then, have you seen Mother's Day with Rebecca De Mornay? The remake. The remake, remake of Mother's Day. It's, it's really, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good because she's in it and she's really good. But that, the, the climax of that is her and another woman beating each other up with frozen peas and stuff, <laughs> legs of lamb and. Just old kitchen stuff. And I think it's interesting, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that, that usually male directors put these instruments in women's hands to yeah. kill each other. I think that says a lot. But I think, for me, the best 
unrest, but this scene is the fact that she's she's sucked the air out, she's suffocating and she's slowly dying, and then you do that top down shot where she's struggling and the camera spirals out as it lifts away, and I think that top down view of mm. what's going on where you can see the full you know, she's a big pregnant yeah. woman, she's bleeding, she's suffocating, and you're getting the entire thing in it. Yeah. It's such a powerful Yeah. Powerful yeah. image. It's it upset me, but like in a good way. Yeah. yeah. As in it was like I am offended in just the perfect way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is disgusting and I am really enjoying it. Yeah. So then a husband comes home from golf and he is clocked over the head with his golf club which is always fun yeah. he stands on the maid's eye which squishes under his foot <laughs> and then what's the final blow for him does he just does he like whack his throat on the corner of a table or something uh, like yeah because oh, he he comes she thinks he's dead or unconscious That's right, yeah. and she the walks, but he comes the iron. he comes back at her the iron again mm-hmm. household utensil but actually I think what kills him is tripping over and banging yeah. his head on yeah. the chest it breaks his neck yeah. yeah. Which is quite gross anyway. So it's after that so it's after the most horrific of the murders, the most sort of powerful, that suddenly she stood there covered in blood and then we get a sympathetic piano score start to play over the image of her and not the people she's murdered. And we start to get the fl- the big flashback to her childhood with, with little Jimmy and the, the cup phones and mm. Um, you know, them their their sort of existence being destroyed by mm-hmm. the onslaught of China. China. <laughs> Property development. Property yeah. gangsters. Um so we get that then. It's like they put it in just just after the worst bit. And then they, they do that where they put it in, but then when they come back to the violence screen they show you the top down view of the pregnant lady again. Yeah. Just to put you back into that mood. So it's yeah. like they've sandwiched yeah. the worst scene twice over the top of what's probably the sweetest scene in the entire yeah. film. Yeah. It's really I thought there was a worse it was a worse scene for me, but the dad is pretty bad. I think the way they the way they put that right near the start is good as well because it shows you the you know this, we're not we're not scared you know we're not scared to that's it to offend you and they put yeah. that right at the start to say if this is what we're going to do at the start of the film yeah. what else are we going to do and then? I love that I love that in any Get horror out. movie <laughs> yeah. I love that in any horror movie where they set the stall out in a big way and they yeah. say they, they make you nervous because you think oh fuck what, what else is going to happen in this film yeah they've got no limits no kind of moral compass yeah. <laughs> what they're yeah. going to do because yeah, you see the first one the score to go and think okay that's a fairly no, no, not normal, but you know what I mean. That's kind. You could yeah. see that in most films, but by the second one, you don't. You don't see pregnant women getting killed in horror films very often, do you? Yeah. Especially yeah. not in such a brutal way. So yeah. straight away, I was like, "There's something, something, something different with this film." Yeah, and we also in that flashback we get to see the mother's death and the funeral as well. The funeral was really, was really good. I thought. I thought it was quite very moving. Did you get the um, the house the house and throw yeah. it in the fire? Yeah, it was oh, it just lingers on that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. So and, she's, and she's crying out to it, saying, "Take it, mother." Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really it's so sad. And then she's um, like saying how she's failed her mum, and there's those things that she always promised her mum mm. that apartment, and she never got it, and it's like a sense of guilt. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just cementing how much this kind of it's not even the property itself, man. It's the symbolism to her, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, the whole time she's killing the pregnant woman I must say I could hear the music going on upstairs or next door mm. in the next flat and I was thinking 
why is she killing the pregnant woman and she could be killing those <laughs> noisy bastards because that's where I would start it's, but it's and possibly will one day <laughs> it's masking the killing isn't it well, no, no, but that's it. But yeah. but there is that. But uh, I, I was just delighted that, that that was where she went next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to the next apartment, which is a young, um, drunken, drugged up party, isn't it? With um, two boys and two girls who are after a little four way. I think two prostitutes. I couldn't really work yeah, out. I don't know whether the maybe the translation I saw was a bit or wasn't the best. Yeah, I think they just picked them up. They just picked I think them they up, just. Yeah. Yeah. They were very promiscuous, and one of them was really like direct on everything that happened, which yeah. made me wonder whether they were like la- yeah. ladies of the night as well. Um, but I don't think a lady of the night would get herself that out of control. No, I don't know where in time. I don't think. Gonna say you're not gonna get like that on the clock, are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. you'd have a bit more professionalism about it. These girls were messy. Yeah, that's true. Fucked up four way. That doesn't quite happen. I love the story of the threesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> yes. so funny. Yeah. Amazing. So, two boys had had a threesome previously with um, another lady, and it was a friend, a cousin of a friend. One of them was getting a blowjob, and one of them was having sex with her. And he didn't want to come inside her because that would be offensive because it was a friend's cousin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And his friend has leaned down to put his face in her boobs, yeah. and he pulls out and comes in her face. It comes his face, his face. His face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just such a graphic. <laughs> it's so funny. We've all wanted to be there. Boys will be boys, eh? Mm. Well, I probably, mind. probably you wouldn't. Well, anyway. well, no, no, definitely not. It probably would put you off, I suppose, wouldn't it? It probably would if it was like, yeah, if you went into jizz. Yeah. yeah. If you went into jizz. jizz moment. <laughs> there's more jizz there's more, oh, there's more oh the jizz I love the jizz I hope I hope I just I hope mean. <laughs> oh dear anyway um, so she comes in to the middle of this party so can we just have a glass bong in the neck Ooh. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. yeah I loved when he got the glass bong shoved in his neck and the blood starts to fill the bongo. Yeah. I thought that was a Yeah, it's a good choice, wasn't it? Amazing moment. And um you're gonna hit that social commentary raised on the head of that you kinda deserve this. It's, you might as well go with the the drug paraphernalia you've been used as your murder weapon. Drugs will kill you. Drugs yeah. are bad. Drugs yeah. are bad. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just fucking hit it on the head. Yeah. No, that's true. That's does, true. Does the other guy get killed first? The guy with the gut gets his Cut out the fit one. No, the fit one is not. He's having sex, isn't he? No, I like the one with the check shirt. The other guy walked in with the cocaine. Yeah, because there's three, there's there's three lads, isn't it? Because the yeah. other guy with blue hair. Yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah, he comes in. He's the one who gets stabbed in the stomach, and then she cuts his gut. She cuts yeah. his stomach, and then his gut yeah. fall out. And he's trying to pick them all back up. He's trying. Yeah. And then gives up. Yeah, yeah, bless him. And then the other lad gets killed with a bong in the neck, and then the girl who was passed out and vomiting. Oh, yeah. that was painful. Yeah, she like ran out of the room, oblivious to the fact that everyone was dying around her, just to go and throw. She up. just wants to be sick, yeah. And then she smashes her head into the fucking toilet, toilet. until the toilet breaks. breaks. So how many? So right, how many killings are we on now? So one, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, and somebody's lying there dying. Right. So we're on our sixth killing. A seventh if you include the baby. Oh, seven including the baby. Um, Two of them, arguably with items of furniture, 
chest of drawers and a toilet <laughs> just goes to prove that most accidents happen <laughs> <laughs> where's the chest of drawers the oh the husband the husband yeah. breaks his yeah. back breaks his that's back. true yeah that's the second chest of drawers for killing I've seen that the other one was in Switchblade Romance oh, that's great that one decapitated by chest of drawers and then yeah girl smashed him, girl's head smashed into a toilet and then she moves into the other room where <laughs> one of the boys is getting very lucky with the other girl and we're getting very lucky because we get a really good shot of his bum did you see his bum couldn't believe that um, I really wanted her to stab him up the bum as well but she didn't do that it's probably a different film <laughs> <laughs> no with the knife um so really I thought it was hilarious where she, she she basically kills him while he's he's giving it to the girl doggy style so she can't see what's going on mm. it's so good and, and then what she does what she does with the knife afterwards it's just perfect it's the rhythm though she starts dictating the rhythm of the sex yeah. by stabbing him yeah. in the back and pushing him forward yeah. and I just think that's such a clever touch so he got his three way in the end yeah <laughs> He got penetrated from behind for a change. He did, yeah. So he, she stabs him repeatedly, and then cuts his dick off, and then as the blood spurts out, she flicks it off the knife all over the girl's back, and the girl's like, "Oh, that was quick." <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was a lot. That was a lot. And then she just <laughs> casually throws his penis next to yeah. him. So the dick lands next to her head on the pillow, and it starts to jizz, which I just thought was a perfect touch it was just <laughs> a hilarious I loved it <laughs> yeah. and then so the girl hides under the bed right is that right yeah yeah and um Shung uses the slats of wood from the bed to impale the girl through the mouth which I thought was a nice I like touch my favorite bit of that is where she's trying to move and the slots getting stuck between the other slots it's where yeah. she's well she's cut he's she stabbed it and cause but she's twitching because she's not quite dead so as she's twitching it's the yeah. piece of wood Banging into the bits of wood. Just a really good touching. touch. Although we have missed, we've my, missed, we've missed my favourite. Well, my favourite bit. It's probably too strong. Which um, where okay. she drops the knife, and the girl who's hiding under the bed picks it up and stabs her through the ankle. Oh, yeah. Through the through the heel. Right the through. And she tries to take her foot out from under the bed, but the knife gets caught between the slats as well. Oh. Anything, anything with ankles like we've seen before yeah this bit genuinely made me feel sick and anything with like heel anything with yeah. the Achilles is yeah. no can't, can't not even won't even go there no <laughs> I totally agree I totally agree um, and then we go we, we, <laughs> your ankle your heels hurt and just thinking about it <laughs> my foot's twitching <laughs> it's around this point where we get the flashback to the dad and yeah. he he was builder Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he um, he picked up a disease from asbestos. That's right. Yeah. Way. The insurance, insurance doesn't pay out. Yeah, and then you see a decision that she makes there, which I think really is the setup for the rest of it. It says yeah. a lot about her personality, doesn't it? And her her sort of um, moral compass. Yeah, that she decides. So she decides just to let the dad die rather than have to pay for his operation. Mm. And she sits next to him and just lets him die, yeah. holding the thing in her hands that would save him yeah but doesn't she try doesn't she try to borrow the money rather than use a saving she tries to borrow it from work doesn't she no she tries to borrow it from the she tries boyfriend. to she tries to borrow it from work and the boyfriend oh, right. after yeah. the boyfriend but also doesn't her right. dad actually oh, yeah. after that doesn't her dad actually refuse anyway he says, he says doesn't he I'm, I'm old and sick just, yeah. like, just like let me die yeah 
So she's not into. So she's not. She's. She's not entirely without morals. She has actually attempted to raise some right money, thing. but it's really, really hard. It, it is a really, really heartless scene where she just sits there. Where you can tell actually he's begging her. Yeah. To give yeah. him the the ventilator or wherever it is, and she just doesn't yeah. pulling her shirt out from his grasp. And again, yeah. what they could have done with yeah, that, that was a really powerful mm-hmm. moment when yeah. she pulls the shirt out. Again, what they could have done is they could have made the dad a villain, couldn't they? Because he does a bit where he slaps her when she's a kid, mm-hmm. and because they've made him a cardboard cutout villain, so it's easy for him to die and her to turn her back on him. But they don't. They make him sympathetic. So every character in there is quite sympathetic, mm-hmm. really. Mm. So you are always a little bit torn as to how you feel about the whole thing. I think. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying before. It's like at the end, it's not real. There's no real. There's no real outcome. You know mm. what I mean? No one. It's just there's lots of grim stuff that happens. <laughs> there's no easy way out with it, is there? Really? No. Um, there's no easy way out with her mm. either for her because, as we've said, she finds the dream home, but then it's not really that dreamy because. Bad shit's about to go down. Can't get a bed in it. Yeah, and she can't get a bed in the bedroom. And there's no easy way out for the dad when she's younger because they have no choice but to abandon that home at some point. They either go of their own free will or be forced out. And just think, even without that, the tension of living on top of each other in sort of a tiny home. You think, yeah, he slaps her and it's really violent, and she's you know she she slaps so hard she is pushed to the floor but it's not necessarily about him being a, a villain there's something about yeah. the t- there's something about the tension of just that life it's never that it should have had overall yeah never escaping never being any way out how do you how do you contain any emotion or yeah. impulse yeah and then from that cut right back to the boy with guts hanging out yeah trying to have a doobie <laughs> <laughs> and it's got and he's like shit it's gone out yeah <laughs> It's a good move. I think thought that was a good move on his part, thinking you know, if you're slowly dying and you yeah. got to there, you haven't really got the strength to try and put them back in yeah. and is there any point? Yeah. Well, you may as well have a doobie. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, isn't, and then, is he still with us when the cops knock at the door? Yeah, yeah he's he still alive. He's just the last person to die. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. So then the cops knock at the door and they are quite quickly dispatched with as well. Oh, but they nice. assume I like the fact that they assume that she's a battered wife yeah. first yeah. which I thought was a nice touch because I think they're just looking at this woman with a bruise and obviously she's not going to have been causing any problems she's not the one making the disturbance mm. she's the victim in this situation and they're lulled into that <laughs> yeah. straight away Yeah. and then the other woman just comes up behind her with, oh, with a slot of wood like <laughs> 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 a wood in her mouth <laughs> such a imagine seeing that no because <laughs> she gets one of the police she, she actually kills one of the police doesn't she with the knife yeah. And then it, he shoots the other guy in the face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the really horrible death, I think, is where she forces Good Boy to shoot himself through the mouth. Is he? I thought the death before that when the, the girl with the wooden slough falls. Oh. And the wood goes back through. <laughs> no, that is awful. But it's but it's it's, it's, well. it's, it's funny. Yeah. Whereas the bit where she's got the gun and she's trying to get him to shoot himself and he won't, so she grabs his guts and shoves them back yeah. in really hard. So it, so he so he gasps and shoots himself in the head. I thought that was more grim. I was it was good because it was a nice setup that I I don't know why he would be committing suicide. I don't really get how. Because he just killed all his friends and got his guts slit open, so he kills himself. The idea of the it would only look like suicide if he had it in his open mouth so that's yeah. why she had to squeeze yeah. it which 
Very good. But the guts could have been like, could have been hanging out because his mate stabbed him in self defence, maybe. Yeah, so he's is he the last death of the film? Yes. There no I think he is. So we we were up to six before this. So we were up to six. Seven with the thing. Seven and with the kids. Eight and nine is the police. Ten is the woman. And eleven. Is eleven is him. I don't know why I counted twelve. You count the baby. Did you count the dog? No, no, that's with the baby. If you're watching a slasher movie and you lose count of how many people have been killed, I think that's only a good sign. It's yeah. a good sign. It's a good sign. <laughs> and they're all really satisfactory deaths. There's no like one that I think is a boring kill. Yeah, they're all horrible in their own way. Yeah. The lingers on them and the squelchiness of them and the the anguish and the pain it's just hard it is yeah, horrible and there's lots of really good effects as well isn't there? sometimes when you see like effects in horror films you're like oh, it looks a bit cheap or looks a bit but distance it was all pretty good effect mm. yeah as we said earlier in the podcast so she then gets a phone call from the estate agents who say oh by own uh, suddenly the prices have, the prices dropped on that apartment so you can't actually afford it now these 11 murders might have something to do with and it possibly <laughs> very possibly and then it all sort of comes into everything comes together you realise why she's been doing what she's yeah. doing yeah um, the estate agents not hilarious but it's funny because it's just so nice but so nervous on the yeah. phone yeah mm. desperate for that sale yeah but not trying to appear desperate yeah but actually being desperate I think it's interesting the way the like We've actual real things that happened in in Hong Kong's like history, like through the story as well, like the handover, yeah, uh, and obviously all the, the developments. And I think there's a bit of isn't it Asian flu or the SARS outbreak, where everyone's got the masks, they've all got the masks on, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and then obviously after the takeover and the the subprime, and then obviously the Asian markets, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's trying to. Tell like the story of Hong Kong, what's gone on in the recent mm. history of Hong Kong through through this, as you say, like the social commentary of yeah, yeah. But it's not sanctimonious, is it? It's like it's not um, it's not beating you around the head with a slap from a bed trying to tell you what to think. No. It just presents mm. the reality. There's a great thing that she says during the interview, which is my favourite thing. She says she said in the eighties, property developers were horrible. Uh, they kicked people out of apartments and such. It was such a serious subject that I just had to make fun of it. <laughs> Fair play. And I think for something that's really dark film at times, it's really upsetting and dark. Just so much humour in it. It's got a very punk feel to it, I think. It has got yeah. this kind of we're gonna we're gonna do stuff stuff that'll upset you, we're gonna do, we're gonna really offend you, as many people as we can. But it comes from a from a um a place of real anger, doesn't it? Hmm. So it comes hmm. from people who've watched this stuff go on around them not the murders but the you know the house and stuff and I think it's heart in the right place which is yeah. why I think it gets away with it mm. yeah really because you, you can think oh my god this is really far-fetched she's doing all that for a, for, for a, f- to bring the price down on an apartment and also how do you stick with a woman who who's doing all these awful awful things mm. part of my part of my brain that was thinking to myself okay I get what she's been through I get what she's losing and I get what she's fighting for However, I felt like there just needs to be one more thing, one more awful, awful thing that happened to her that made her snap and start killing people. That that was the <laughs> logical side of my brain. Yeah. But the, that little voice in my head wasn't screaming too loud in this film because I was enjoying it so much. I was enjoying yeah. the, the blood and the gore so much. And if you've ever had to do multiple viewings of houses or flats where there's mm. been other people viewing them at the same time mm. and there's just that pressure of thinking I need to get somewhere, I need to get somewhere but there's too many people yeah. vying for this 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just stand by you, mate. Well, Try and influence them all. Yeah. Yeah. Follow them home. Follow them home. Although she did, she you know she missed out on the real enemy and she didn't kill any estate agents. No. Whatsoever. Who, in my experience, are the worst human beings that ever lived. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to kill mine at the moment. <laughs> oh right. Okay. I've got some at the top of my road, so maybe we could go and massacre them. Uh, yeah. Just vent some of that anger. Anyone got a vacuum pack? <laughs> no, but my mum has. She's a she happily lends it to us. I've got a Hetty Hoover, we can club them over the head with that. Definitely. You can always find cable ties. you got a Hetty. A Hetty. Oh yeah, never a Henry, just a Hetty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think, uh, yeah, as a, as a slasher, Hong Kong slasher movie, it was fabulous and it made me want to watch more Hong Kong slasher movies. Are there many? I'm really ignorant. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I don't know how many there are. Tweet us. Well, don't mm. tweet me, but... <laughs> <laughs> tweet them. <laughs> tweet them. Tell them. Yeah, in terms of, like, Hong Kong horror movies and, you know, and, like, Asian cinema in general as well, Asian horror cinema, everyone's quite well-versed with the ghost side of things and the supernatural side of things. Have you got a favourite sort of slasher-type film that comes from that side of the world? If you have, give us a shout, give us a tweet and let us know. Details will be at the end of this episode. Um, Are you doing favourite kill? Yes. So, fa- I thought, what when we do slasher movies, we should start, should start having a favourite kill moment. Who wants to go first? Stephen, it was your choice. So. I think I would have to go for the pregnant lady. Pregnant lady. Powerful and shocking, and I think the way it's shot, the spin-off, is my favourite scene in there. If it's something upsets me in such a way that it gets, makes me have that kind of impact, that it stayed, that's what resonated with me when I watched the film the first time. I think it's obviously done its job well. John? Yeah, I probably couldn't disagree. I probably couldn't disagree with that one. It, because it is so, it's so shocking and so bold to do it right at the start of the film. For me, it's, it wasn't even the vacuum. It wasn't even like the vacuum bit. It was when she first falls over yeah. and she falls on her stomach yeah. and you know straight away this this is good this is gonna be grim and that's then, the scene that, that's the bit of the scene where when, everyone gasps out loud because they're yeah. like oh my god and then once you see the water like the waters with the blood yeah. in it and you're just like yeah. Ooh, yeah. that was yeah that's a different level for me and then getting dragged along the floor and the way she just doesn't care yeah. and she hits her head on the step and it's yeah. just awful is that your favourite kill Martin? Um, I won't disagree with it but I think my other favourite kill has to be the Boy shagging, yeah, the girl, <laughs> and getting his cock cut off, <laughs> yeah, and just for the moment with the girl thinking that he's come on bucket loads all over. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite kill is also boy having his, his dick cut off, <laughs> just because it was the most fun and mm. grisly, and uh, I liked his bum as well. And the jizz. I love the jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I love the jizz. What about that scene? Uh, back to the film. Uh, but also, I, I think I think you're, you're both right about the pregnant woman. I think I think it's really powerful, really shocking. I do love... It's not for the faint No, it's not. No. It's not. And I love that it's so, it's, it's so upsetting in a film that's actually quite slapstick in part. I like that it stands out that way. I think that's the difference. I think Asian countries will... I, I don't think you'd see that in a, an American yeah. film, really. I think it, there's something about the Asian sensibility where they will go to darker places, I think. And then have a laugh in the same, and have a laugh, same yeah. half an hour. I think yeah. I like how South Korean films and South Korean films are... Uh, you know, that's a perfect example of... They'll be something really dark and then something really funny right after it. That scene in The Host... 
Yeah, where they're all crying. They're all crying because like a character in the host is dead, and it's really moving. But then they're all crying. But then they start like falling over, <laughs> so it becomes slapstick comedy <laughs> while they're crying. So you don't know whether to cry or laugh, and then you but you just laugh. Yeah, it's it's a really good film, but I think yeah things think, like that yeah so thank you for choosing that one Stephen yeah I'm glad I kept it all secret for you as well. I know I was trying to convince you to watch this one but at the same time I was like but I can't give away why it's good I can't yeah. tell them about the kills yeah so I was just like just just trust me yeah yeah I'm glad you did yeah I'm glad I got to watch a film that I didn't know really know anything about um, and I think I'd like to do that more often is go into a horror movie blind and just mm. just be surprised and shocked and appalled. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the plan from now on. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. And did you see Dream Home? What do you think of it? What do you think of its political message? Do you like the fact that it marries uh, social commentary with slasher, um, gore and splatter? And do you like all of the pathos and all of the sort of emotional backstory that's in there as well? Do you think that works? We do, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, yeah, so let us know. Give us a tweet. I'm at Johnny Larkin, Stephen. At HC99. Jonathan Butler. Uh, Cthulhu502. And Martin, where can they get hold of you? Number one, Victoria Bay. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear a vacuum pack, <laughs> don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to us, and we will see you again. We, well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us again in a couple of weeks. We might see you. Oh, we, oh, we <laughs> might. You might not see us, but we'll be Bye. In every dream home, a heartache. And every step I take takes me further from heaven. Is there a heaven? I'd like to think so Standards of living They're rising daily But home, oh sweet home It's only a saying From bell push to faucet in smart town apartments The cottage is pretty The main house a palace Penthouse perfection But what goes on? What to do there? Better pray there Open plan living Bungalow ranch style All of its comforts Seem so essential I bought you mail order My plain wrapper baby Your skin is like vinyl The perfect companion You float in my new pool Deluxe and delightful Inflatable doll 
my role is to serve you. Disposable, darling. Can't throw you away now. Immortal and life-size. My breath is inside you. I'll dress you up daily and keep you till death sighs. Inflatable doll, lover ungrateful. I blew up your body, but you blew my mind. Oh, 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 oh,